Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though you could come right in my ear and i would say oh no it's clogged but i still have one good ear my guest today <laughs> is an improviser and writer who's written for the other two in ap bio oh you wrote for ap bio i didn't I know did. that it's gilly to I loved getting to hear that live, sort of. <laughs> what a dream for me. This is huge. Hi, uh, Nicole. I cannot believe I haven't had you on the podcast. When I texted you, I was like, wait, I think I've had Gilly on, and then I didn't. No. <laughs> I was also uh, very much on Molly when you texted me, and <laughs> it was like a weird day where I was with two friends from high school feeling like intense love, like rains of sunshine coming through, and then I checked my phone, and I was like, I have to use my cell phone right now, guys. I'm going to go away and do this on my cell phone. Just like sweating. Um, very excited that you asked. So kind. Well, we've we've talked about our, our status yes. being yes, out yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just being single ladies. Wait, what were you, was it like an occasion you were doing, Molly? Or you were just like, let's have Fun. <laughs> I was supposed to officiate one of those friends' elopement this weekend, mm-hmm. and the other friend was the witness. And they, the couple, decided they have a kid, and they've been together for a long time. And they decided they they could wait a little more. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, yeah. But we just wanted to. Me and my high school friends have sort of gotten closer. Um, like I had a really bad drop off with. I kind of do this periodically with different groups of friends. I had a really bad drop off with my high school group. I just like needed to come to Hollywood and succeed. And then once Mm -hmm. I succeeded, I could kind of check back in and be like, I did it guys. (laughs) And that took longer than I thought. And, uh, I just sort of accidentally like stopped responding and wouldn't hang out. And we all live in California. So it's a doable friendship. It isn't like Mm -hmm. that I need to get on a plane constantly. So that's the excuse. And we, I kind of just like made the conscious decision of like, I'm going to eat shit and fight my way back into this group. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. I love that. Yeah. It is hard, but I do love that you said you made a conscious decision to fight your way back in. Cause I feel like people don't realize that it's like, Oh, I want this thing. And it's like, well, how are you going to get it? You have to make a choice and put in, you know, a little bit of effort. Yes. And it is really hard with, I think, mounting guilt. Like it was all my fault that I wasn't there. No one had done anything. No one had hurt my feelings or like left me out. I just like, if you stop responding long enough, they'll stop Mm -hmm. reaching out. And I would like have conversations with these friends in my head and it like satisfied my need to talk to them. (laughs) Really, really cuckoo stuff. But, but that sustained me being away for so long. And Mm -hmm. then suddenly you're like, well, I haven't talked to them in real life in in like two years. (laughs) That's just literally been in my head. And you will be listening to stories that you don't get. There's inside Mm -hmm. jokes that I missed out on. And that's hard with the people who I have like childhood memories with, but Mm -hmm. it's so worth it. And I, I mean, this is turning into a PSA, but if you've got that friend (laughs) that you feel so bad about not tending to enough or not being there enough, like, wouldn't you rather just feel some discomfort for a little while, but Mm -hmm. then you have them back. Yes. And the discomfort melts away. Like when I first moved to LA, everyone was so nice and open and like inviting me to stuff. And I was like, yes, I want to go. Oh, wait, I have to tour now. And then I toured for so long that like during the pandemic, I like really made a point to text people and be like, let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's get in a backyard. And then it was a little uncomfortable to reach out because I was like, maybe these people don't like me and that's why they stopped reaching out. And I was like, no, it's they just assume you're gone. A hundred percent. Hearing you say this makes me feel so much better because I still feel it with my friends like in close proximity, like our mm-hmm. comedy friends and stuff. But everybody loves you so much, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I totally just sort of assume someone's got something going on or they're busy mm-hmm. and when it's like Saturday night at like 4 p.m. and I'm just sort of like, I'm about to stay home and do nothing again. Mm-hmm. No, that's just, <laughs> that's not me. And yeah, the discomfort really does melt away. Like Molly in a in a glass of champagne, it melts oh, away. <laughs> what a dream. This I love. Yeah, you had, I think, yeah, you emailed a bunch of people and were like, let's get on a Zoom just to talk. And <laughs> yeah. it was so lovely and delightful. That was delightful, but also wasn't it like a year ago? <laughs> it was definitely like a year yeah, ago. Yeah, it never ends. We have to like keep we're mm-hmm. I have I already said I'm like a huge fan of your podcast and listen to it all the time. I think I've told Ooh. you to your face, but like I, I was about to say we're all farmers. 
because you talk about being a farmer, but you've never said that to me. You've said that to social media mm-hmm. or on this podcast, and um, I just need to cop to feeling weird. But uh, that's just the truth. I know things. It's okay. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> But we're uh, all farmers. I just gotta tell you, uh, I know things. The farm <laughs> is not thriving because I've been working more. So I keep forgetting to like, I wake up too late to like just go out there and take the five minutes to just water the farm. And then I was talking to them yesterday. I was like, hello, tomatoes. I'm so sorry. Oh. I know you're not <laughs> thriving, but like, we're gonna get back into the rhythm of things. And then I was like, you're truly an insane person. But I think they like it. I think, I mean, there's science behind them liking that, right? I think I think so. I don't know. Uh, the puppy, I have a golden retriever puppy who is so fucking cute thank you she's really cute Clyde is so cute he's been beaming in, in the things you're posting he really loves being social doesn't he he really he loves go- I call it school and he gets his tulage uh, <laughs> we come to school too <laughs> you do I love That's it a, we have to get Wilma from school <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he loves other dogs. He loves running around. Uh, there's been an outbreak of the dog flu. Uh-huh. Another pandemic to fucking deal with. <laughs> so he hasn't been in a week. And then he was exposed to some dogs who have the coughs. Oh, no. He's fine. Good. He's not coughing. He's not like lethargic or anything. He's perfectly healthy. Uh, but he is a little down in the dumps. Like this morning, I don't know how he knew it was like Monday. But he woke up at eight and was like needing me. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You're not going to school today. And then he walked to the end of the bed and just like in a huff was like. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to go to school. I want to go to school and learn. I want to learn. (laughs) That's a good feeling, though, that, you know, you're it's not like dragging him. He's Mm -hmm. not like Matilda with the trunch bowl throwing him around by his ears. He's got he's got a, a good time going Wilma killed our grass, though, all the dog pee. And I was like, this is my responsibility. I'm the roommate with the dog. It kind of looks sad seeing this, like, literal patch of dirt. So I went to a local seed store. Okay. (laughs) A garden? No, no, you can't can't take things away from the garden. That would be... I went to a place where they sell seeds and plants. A seedery? (laughs) No. Um, I like the idea of going to a cedary. It wasn't like uh-huh. a Home Depot or an Osh. It wasn't like a, okay. a, a big store like that. So I, dang, uh, a nursery? But, oh, but yes. There it's were no definitely trees. called a nursery. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a place like that where uh, you could buy grass-like things. And I was like, ma'am, I, you're, you're talking to a one-year-old and you're <laughs> telling them how they could plant some dirt. And I went in without gloves, without a shovel or trowel mm-hmm. or whatever, because I just sort of forgot that I would need that. And the lady didn't say it. It is not her fault. But like, mm-hmm. I just bought what she said to buy. Totally my fault. And I just scrabbled at the dirt with my <laughs> my fingers and nails. Just like a little <laughs> a troll monster digging in dirt with your fingies. That's yes. very funny. <laughs> and it hurt. Like, I, my hands were vibrating. And I hated it so much. And I'm telling myself, I hate gardening, but I have to remind myself like, no, you hate gardening incorrectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't think it's for me is what I'm saying. So the fact that you got anything off the ground, I'm very impressed by. Thank you, Gilly. <laughs> I'm impressed that you've been raising a dog from birth. Thank you. 
it's kind of wild. Like, yeah. you potty trained, mm-hmm. you've taught her things, and she's just so big and cute. And she's going to get bigger, right? I think she's going to get bigger. She better get wider because she's real narrow right she now. She better get wider. I mean, I've, I'm feeding her and feeding her. She's dead asleep right now. It's very cute. But um, yeah, she's big. She's like 60-something pounds. Damn. And she started at like, I don't know, five. She started oh. real small. And I will say this. There was a weird delusion that broke when I brought her home because I had gone through a breakup mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to stick. I like had no, uh, I wasn't like on the fence about that. I wasn't going to try to get back together. And I knew I wanted to get a dog and this was a good opportunity. Some weird part of my brain thought that we were still going to raise her together. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't really said that out loud. Oh, it's really, no. Yeah. And, and then you were just a single dog mom. A single, but like, that's absolutely what I was. I, I found her, like we had been broken up for months. Mm-hmm. I found her by myself. I like drove to Phoenix, Arizona to get her by myself. I like, I have a roommate who has helped uh, here and there. Absolutely. But like uh, for a couple weeks, when I first brought her home, I'm just thinking of my ex-boyfriend who has nothing to do with this dog. It's like a mm-hmm. deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> it w- and when I would see him, I would be like, here she is. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. That is truly so funny. I wonder, I you're not the only person to go through that. I wonder, I wonder if there's like, you know, several thousands of people out there being like, this fucking lazy motherfucker won't take care of this this dog I adopted or got by myself. They won't help me out. And you feel some type of way when you see them. I really, it was very dramatic the first time I like brought, because he lives in the neighborhood. We're not enemies. I mm-hmm. brought her to like, I have a puppy. I, everybody's got to see this puppy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this, you taught, you saw her when she was little and Ugh. you taught her to shake in one second, and it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But she was un- she's unreal cute now. She was something else when she was mm-hmm. a baby. So I just so cute, big old paws. Oh, big, big paws, puppy ears, big nose. She carried a big nose better than I ever could, and I wish. <laughs> and when I saw him, it was like she could have been your daughter. Like, <laughs> or I was feeling that. I didn't say that, but I was feeling it very much in my heart. And I don't think he, I think he thinks of it as like, oh, that's Gilly's dog. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. he's like, I could have been. <laughs> it never crossed his mind no, one time never, to be never. like, I could have, I could have <laughs> been helping raise this. I could have woken up at 2 a.m. to let that dog out to pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's definitely not regretting that. But it was hard, but it's getting easier and more fun. Like, I imagine when you first brought Clyde home, it was harder, Get like the oh, adjustment period. Yeah. Well, because he was potty trained, but also, it was a new environment, so he was like, uh, I shouldn't hear sometimes. And then once, because I didn't know what kind of schedule he was on yet, I left for, I, it was only like maybe three hours. I went to go do an improv show, walked back up from uh, UCB Franklin and opened the cage and I just heard a, and I was like, oh no, I've never heard that little moan. What happened? And I like looked at him and he was just, pushing shit through his crate <laughs> with his little paws being like, I don't really want this in here, 
but like I know I did it. Aww. And I was like, you're covered in shit. And then I like opened the crate, got a towel and put him in the tub and he was just staring at me. And I was like, okay, uh, I think this is okay. And he was like, it's not okay. And in that moment I was like, yep, I'm in this by myself. Aww. But also there was another dog there uh, when Charlie lived with me. Yeah. He was just sitting there staring at the whole thing. <laughs> Being like, I don't really know how to help this either. Uh, you guys are weird. That is so <laughs> funny. I've seen the uh, poop coming out of the crate, except it was straight from the butthole. Oh, no. I, I was trying to like, uh, you're not supposed to respond to whining, but then there's some mm. whining that's like different whining. Mm-hmm. And I made the rookie mistake of like, she's just upping her game. I'm not, re- <laughs> I feel so guilty. I just was like, uh-uh, not letting you out. And she had pooped but she had diarrhea which was a fun surprise and i like go to the crate and she's like crunching her butthole against (laughs) one of the like openings (laughs) pooping outside of it but like you you were you missed your show right like or were you coming back no i was coming back from the show but that's just your night i would have definitely missed the show because it's like oh i need to wash this dog thoroughly this isn't like a quick cleanup it's no No, just mushing it because then I had to wash the little thing at the bottom of the crate. And then we discovered that Clyde does not like a crate. He does not like a crate. (laughs) No, he loves being free in in my living room. And I have little pocket doors and he likes to scratch at the pocket doors. Mm. And then... I got a new chair and he, I guess, was playing on the chair and had fallen behind the chair. And I came home three days ago and he wasn't at the door like normal. And I was like, oh, you're being very quiet. Usually he's just like, hello. Uh, And he didn't say anything. And I was looking around. I was like, did he get out? I went upstairs. I I looked around and then his just little face was behind the couch and he was smiling so hard. (laughs) And I was like, oh, did you get stuck back there? And his he was like wagging his tail. He's like, I did. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, bless them. Bless them. They give us so much entertainment and mm-hmm. excitement. Do you think of him as your pet, your son? No judgment to anyone who does any of these things. But I think of him as my companion. Mm-hmm. He's my, my friend. little yeah, like he's my friend. He's my companion. Like today, uh, I had to go do a like a COVID test and then some ADR. If you don't know what ADR is, it is the fucking you just have to say the same shit you said in the scene, but the sound was weird, so you got to re-say it. Um, so I had to do that today, and I just brought him with me, and he is real chill in a bag. Uh, so I like left him in the bag and then asked if I could take him out at some places. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you can. And he was just good all day and was so happy. He loves a car ride. Oh, amazing. Yeah, he's your he's your ride or die. Mm-hmm. But it does take like a little bit of effort to put him in the bag because he's like, but I want to stay out of the bag. What if there's somebody I can say hello to? <laughs> but sometimes he, he bites the gentleman. I took him to work all two weeks ago or last week. I don't fucking know. And uh, he almost, no, he, yeah, he almost bit the, the like stage manager. And I was like, I'm sorry, I should have warned you. You can't just put your hands in his. He's like, no, no, I'm done uh, with him. Uh, He can live his life. Uh, I will knock before entering now. And uh, uh, I'll wait till you pick him up. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he didn't like the sound man. The sound man was trying to wire me and he tried to like get between (laughs) us. And I was like, he's not hurting me. He's putting a microphone on me. It's, it's been fun. Do you take Wilma anywhere? 
Uh, um, she has been to bars, like bar patios. Ooh. She's come to some dinners. Um, she does also love a car ride. She's a little big, so that's going to be mm-hmm. weird. I, I've never really thought about like how high I want to hit the heights of power in Hollywood before. But <laughs> now, because of her, I'm like, I guess I better aim for really high because you have to be like the important person to have your dog. So yeah. she's motivating me to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuinely very funny. It's like, I'm going to work harder so I can bring my dog to my job. Yes. Otherwise, they're going to be like, you can't bring your fucking dog. And then you see six other dogs and you go, well, whose dogs are they? And they say, <laughs> look up. And you go, oh, the tippy top of the building at the offices. That's their dogs. Okay, I got to get there. And I will. I will. <laughs> I will get there. Tee hee hee. Okay, we have to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we back. Okay, Gilly. So you've... <laughs> You mentioned that you've broken up. You you went through a breakup uh, mm-hmm. right before the pandemic, right? Or no, m- like middle, like oh, just right in it, Nicole. Right, right? yeah. In it. it used to, 
things shift around because we never knew when the pandemic would end. So it felt like it was towards the end, but really it was the middle. <laughs> I hope it doesn't become the beginning. Um, it was pandemic. Our lockdown started in March. We broke up in August, but Oof. lived together for September. Ooh-wee. Tough, Was that, that was hard. Yes. Well, yes. Um, it was the right call. I stand by it. There were a lot of things that I think were I would never do or advise a friend to do, but the pandemic mm-hmm. made everything. The edges are a little blurred, and because no one harmed anyone emotionally mm-hmm. or – well, I was emotionally harmed, but not because of him. But uh, mm-hmm. because society really, really wants to push you to have a damn baby. And I sure never does. felt it, never felt it. And then it was like a laser beam focus on my forehead for like a year. But um, mm-hmm. we were just sort of both okay with like uh, not knowing what to do and not knowing how to make a clean break because – we're lonely as shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was right at the end of August that we like said the words. Like the breakup was coming for us, but the words were said late ah. August, making it real. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go run and sign a lease. And like prices in LA did not go down the way logically we all <laughs> thought it would. They stayed yeah, sure right did. there. And yep. um, so we both agreed like, okay, we can do this. But uh, – just so we don't rush into like our next mm-hmm. living situation. And he kept offering to like sleep on the couch or I went away for a little bit. So it wasn't, but we did like share a bed fully, just like a very like shaky bed of just two people crying <laughs> on oh, their no. edges of a California King, just taking up all that width. <laughs> I mean, it sounds hard, but also like, I know that you guys are still like friendly and not enemies and it just seemed like such a healthy breakup where you were like, we just want different things and we'll always, you know, love each other. But this this can't be since we want the different things. Yeah. And I think there's a frustrating element to that because I can't talk shit about him like I want to real bad. <laughs> um, I can't like feel anger to fill the sadness. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's no like ranking of what's sadder. Like no one could ever possibly figure that out. Although people try. Um, <laughs> I just like, it feels unreal sometimes. Like some mm-hmm. mornings I literally wake up I, now I'm better. It's been, it's, you know, we're, we've hit the year and surpassed it. So it does mm-hmm. feel a little better, but like I would wake up some mornings and not think it really happened. Like Aww. what? <laughs> I mean, Sadness. it makes sense. You guys were together for a minute. Yes. Um, like a good long time. 575,600 minutes times five. It's <laughs> <laughs> so long. It's so long. Thank you, Rent. It's so long. Um, and then, yeah. And then I couldn't date. Like, I was so annoyed because the pandemic was already making things so hard mm-hmm. to date. And then, like, I was sad. So now I fe- I'm, like, reborn – I have ripped the Band-Aid off of, like, sleeping with a new person, which Mm -hmm. is nice. Um, But it was really sad. Well, the baby stuff is, like, it's no joke. It's, like, like really, really heavy. We went to couples therapy. People try to think that there's, like, trauma getting in my way. And if I could could unearth the trauma and – like undo the puzzle or do the puzzle and undo the knot that's keeping me from wanting this very 
obvious, natural, normal thing that everybody mm-hmm. wants, then I'll be healthy. And then we could have a baby and we could stay together. It is really fucking crazy that every like because many people even on this podcast have been like yeah but like you'll get a little bit older and you'll want it or you'll get pregnant and you'll want to keep it and I was like I don't think (laughs) that's the way I should think I right now I just don't want one and I think that's okay it's so okay Nicole and you saying you don't want one is the whole story it's the whole Story, period, the end. It's a very, very thin book and in hardcover. (laughs) It's, (laughs) it was really, really crazy. I I just have been really spoiled in my life. My parents didn't question me when it never Mm -hmm. came up when I was little. Like who asked, I don't know. My parents are a little more modern. I don't know, non-traditional family. They they moved here from Israel and had kids like quote late for their generation because you go to the army in Israel Mm -hmm. and that just sort of pushes everything back. And my mom did say to me one time, like, I didn't want kids. I I felt very firm on that. And then I changed my mind and I did. So maybe that will happen to you, which I respect Mm -hmm. because it does happen to some people, but it's not the only option or the only outcome. Like there's also the option that you don't want them and you're firm on that. But I respected all these people telling me you'll change your mind or like Mm -hmm. something's going to happen. Something will change internally and just flip a switch. And they just don't want to hear that you just don't want kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I don't have like weird childhood things or things I need to work through emotionally, but it's like, those are separate. There's plenty of broken people who have kids. I agree. Yes. And (laughs) I think about it a lot. I'm like, so if I had a kid, I know I would immediately resent it because I'd be like, I make money and now I have to share it with you and you haven't done a single fucking thing. Absolutely. You don't even have opinions. You can't do shit. <laughs> For so long, you can't do shit. <laughs> that is so, so much time. And you're not like cuddling with me. You're crying. But mm-hmm. even, even all of that, like, it's not even my reason. Like, I just don't want them. Don't want but them. people will fight you tooth and nail mm-hmm. to come up with a reason. And it's like, imagine if I for one second turned it on someone and was like, oh, you want kids? Why? Yeah, why? I think when you get a little older, you're not going to want them. You're going to realize that. You're going to resent them. And uh, I think you're just, a switch is going to flip and you're not going to want them nasty ass kids. Yeah, I I really think that when you see all of your friends with kids throwing birthday parties with kids, you're going to really wish you didn't have kids. I mean, it is funny when friends do bring their children to a party. I'm like, ugh, ugh, why is it here? Also, you're going to have to leave early. You can't get <laughs> hammered. That baby will be so upset that like it has no functioning adult to help them. <laughs> Masks have been really helpful with that, too, because I can do my frowning underneath the mask at a child without <laughs> feeling like I'm like a witch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like the mask. In regards to, I can have a lot of reactions and nobody knows what I'm doing. So much is happening under there. I have to like (laughs) check it sometimes of just like, okay, do I have my mask on? Yes, go for it. (laughs) Show everybody. I feel like you ripped the bandaid off. You were doing like speed dating, Zoom speed dating. I did. Was, (laughs) I feel like we've talked about it, but I'd like to talk about it on the pod. It was not good, right? It was, well, 
you maybe are similar. Like I love meeting new people. Mm -hmm. I need it. That was a a very hard thing about the pandemic. So lucky that we have friends and and relationships that we've built over time. But like I talk to strangers at restaurants. (laughs) I make friends in line at the women's Mm -hmm. restroom at the club. Like that is where I really thrive. Long-term friendships are rough, but give me five Mm -hmm. minutes and I'm the best. (laughs) So that was part of the appeal, I will say. It was also like earlier than I was ready to date, but I didn't, I know, I never liked the idea of like some bullshit, like if the relationship's five years, it takes half that time to get over it. Like Mm -hmm. weird rules. And maybe that's from a nineties movie that I retained, but it's just like, (laughs) I didn't like the idea of needing to be sad any longer than I had to. So I was pulling out stuff like speed dating just because it was like, I feel safe. I can do this. It was pre-vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty sure I wasn't going to see any of these people other than online anyway. And it just like they couldn't fill it up. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the name of the company. So luckily for them, uh, <laughs> they couldn't fill it up. And I said I was interested in meeting men and women, but they only had me meet men. Mm-hmm. I still am glad that I did it. I think three minutes of conversation all in a row, rather than you picking up your uh-huh. phone, walking away from it for three days, and then looking again, uh-huh. trying to keep a stilted app conversation going. People remember to ask questions in person mm-hmm. in a way they do not do <laughs> via text. It's insane. Uh It's insane. I I won't do it because it will only be like taking away my time, but I so badly want to just write like, you forgot to ask a question before I unmatch Mm -hmm. somebody (laughs) just to maybe help them in the future. Like, why aren't any of my convos going? Because you only talked about yourself and then you said nothing. So those were like, okay, chit chats. And I said yes to everyone because mm-hmm. I don't think you can know in three minutes. No, I, no. that's like a, like a, on the apps. I truly give it two back and forths. And if you don't ask me out, I just unmatch you because we're not going to get to know each other via texting. No, I don't know the cadence of your voice. I don't know the faces you make. I don't know. I don't know if your pheromones work for me. Like, do you smell weird? Do you smell good? Do I like it? What have people done that made you say, okay, let's get that drink? Usually it's like, hey, Nicole, I think you're really cute. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I think you're cute too. Um, Since I think you're so cute, do you want to go get a drink at X, Y, and Z? Or do you want to go get like a dinner somewhere? And almost like, even if I don't really like your pictures, I'll do it because it's a public place. Uh, we are coming separately, and I don't feel like there's any real danger in a public place. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'll I'll meet any old person. That is awesome. That is so cool of you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're being so kind to these people uh, by gracing them with your presence. If you don't go, then you never know. And I do, I do like meeting new people. Like I went to the fucking Hollywood Bowl and I made friends everywhere I went, <laughs> you know, just getting directions. I'm like, that's my new best friend. So I kind of thrive when I meet someone for the first time. Uh, I mean, now I'm sounding like a full creep. I've never really put it all together. But uh, when I would ask for directions in a new place, I, I would go up to someone and ask for directions and they- they'd give you like all seven steps. Mm-hmm. And I can only retain a few, but I would do the fr- 
I would do step one and then ask a new person uh-huh. and then do step <laughs> two and just make my way there. But making friends the whole every yep, leg. I absolutely do that. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, okay, I wasn't fully listening. <laughs> uh, hello, new friend. Okay, so I made that left back there. So I'm here. Where do I go now? What now? <laughs> and they're like, ha, 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 you're so funny. And then sometimes I'll get in fights with people. I love fucking fighting people. <laughs> like brand new people on the street that you have asked a favor of? <laughs> no, no, no. People who have done bad things. Like, uh, again, at the Hollywood Bowl, uh, I went and saw Black Panther with, uh, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast. Mars, have I? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, so I went and saw Black Panther and it has like a live orchestra. It's the Phil fucking harmonic. So it's like, show some fucking respect. And this lady was with her friend and her two kids and they were running around and they were talking during the whole movie. And I said, Hey, can you guys just like be quiet? And then one of the gentlemen with them was like, eh, whatever. And just like waved his hand at me. And I was like, Oh, come on. I mean, I'm not the only one who wants you to be quiet. And then during intermission, one of their kids accidentally hit me with a, a poster board, like a poster. And the lady was like, you have to say sorry to that woman. And I said, I do not want to sorry. I want you guys to shut up during the rest of this. And she was like, I can't believe you're speaking to me like this. And I was like, I can't believe you're speaking during a movie. It's the Philharmonic. And so she was just sitting there quietly being like, this is what my friend does. She'll give anyone a piece of her mind. And then she was like, like kind of like, uh, you know, like, like hitting her fist in her hand. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I, why are you talking to me like this? And she's like, why are you talking to me like this? And I was like, I think you should go sit down. And she was like, oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll fight anybody. I love I'll talk this. to anybody. I love people. Just a, any emotion at all with a stranger. <laughs> she started doing like the West Side Story fight move. like Very much that. And, and I was like, do you think we're going to fight at the Hollywood Bowl? That's in front of Michael B. Jordan because he was there to say hello. He was. He was there to say hello. Oh, but he left right as the movie started. But boy, oh boy, is he good looking. Unbelie- it's honestly like a joke. And in that movie, too, oh, his yes. hair, the whole thing. Oh, when he <laughs> appeared shirtless, everyone cheered. And I was like, he should be here to have heard a sold out fucking Hollywood bowl be like, what? at his shirtlessness (laughs) also the idea of just like he's not a bad guy like you think he might be Mm -hmm. is so hot that just made him even hotter (laughs) oh so hot okay so speed dating no bueno um Mm -hmm. have you been on the apps like yeah what gets you out with somebody you know um being a little bit funny Mm -hmm. instead of just giving a I, I like I used to like to say that I didn't think that mattered as long as they appreciated comedy, as long as they were interested in like seeing shows and they thought I was funny. I, I mm-hmm. unfortunately do need that. Um, and it turns out it's more than that. I need them to be funny, too. That it, it, it feels very boring to sit across from someone who is just sort of like watching you go. Mm-hmm. And then I would say like, and you, and they would just kind of push it back at me because they had nothing. Wait, would you say those actual words? Yes. And you? Yes. Out the alcove. I said those words recently. <laughs> oh, I love that. That brings me so much joy. I would love to listen to a couple on their first date and hear someone go, and you? Well, I had, there had been questions and pauses that he didn't uh, take Mm -hmm. like leading up to that. So I was like, maybe he needs a little more of a push. (laughs) 
<laughs> like if I had had a microphone, I would have literally like handed it to him. I, well, yeah, just being a little bit funny, which is, I understand very difficult to do. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a lot of funny people I'm not sort of registering or picking up on, but, uh, it just is that. And then like saying that they're vaccinated, we will, we can get drinks off that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You have to say that you're vaccinated. That's yeah. like another thing because I believe in science. It just feels also having a roommate. It feels like bare minimum. Like oh, I need yeah. to be careful in so many ways, but at this point I'm guarding against COVID more than herpes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like herpes I could contain and mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to my dad. <laughs> No, hopefully you wouldn't give herpes to your dad. I can guarantee that I wouldn't, but I might give him COVID. So it's way more important (laughs) that I stay away from COVID. (laughs) Um, So the the Band-Aid ripped off with the sex, was that someone you met on an app? Oh, wait, also, what apps are you on? I'm currently doing a Onicle. Okay, so I'm doing Tinder and Uh Hinge. Uh And I tried something called the Locks Club. What's the Locks Club? It's for Jews and oh. those who love us. Oh, and I've already come across people. I won't. I, I won't name names because that's that's on the app and not. I think the apps yes. are outside of the real world a little bit. I don't know. A little, a little bit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, so I've seen people we know who are not Jewish on there, men and women. So oh, but okay. So maybe I'll get on there. I thought I should try because maybe it would sort of jumpstart some familiarity. Uh, like, of course, we have XYZ in common because of this. I, mm-hmm. I'm, n- I'm not on the app anymore. It is no... Okay. It's not okay. interesting to me to pick any one type of person, even if it's who I am. Like, no thanks. <laughs> it, cre- mm-hmm. it creeps me out. And I, I just wanted to try it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just wanted to give it a go because they made it sound like there were matchmakers working to find your perfect match. And it's like it's like everything else. If there is a real person... She is overwhelmed by all of this and <laughs> by all of these people swiping, being real horny, being like, please give me somebody. Yeah. Wait, before we talk about sex, did you go on birthright? Yes, I did. <laughs> I want to go on birthright. I did a commercial that shot in, oh my God, where was it? In Romania. And Ooh. then I missed my flight back. So then they put me on a different flight that routed me to Tel Aviv. Really? And then when I flew back, yeah, there was. I don't know, hundreds of te- like horny fucking teens coming back from birthright and like giggling and putting blankets over each other. And I was like, are these, are these youths a fucking right now? They probably were. The blankets are concerning. <laughs> yes, it was very. And I was like, where are your adults? They didn't seem to have any adults with them. Well, they were probably 18. Uh, well, there's a lot oh. of different, I know people who did trips in high school and middle school. There, There's a, Jews really like to get people to the mothership. They're like mm-hmm. not messing around. But um, I did do birthright. I did not hook up. It is a huge, huge mistake on everyone else's part. <laughs> I didn't lose my virginity until I was 20. I'm like a super late bloomer with everything. Uh, and I don't think that's super late. Uh, well, I guess it felt late because I started drinking at like 13. We were like being all loose and crazy and all Mm -hmm. my friends lost their virginities, I think like ninth grade around there. Mm -hmm. So I felt no one, no one like bullied me for it. Obviously my (laughs) friends are good people and we're still friends, but, um, it, you know, I I had to go away to Europe because America just didn't want it. Israel didn't want it. Sure. (laughs) So you lost your virginity in Europe? 
I lost my virginity to this like random man who I basically wanted to pop my cherry so I could go to Europe. Ah, I see. I, <laughs> I was I see. very, very lucky to get to study abroad and uh, was just like choosing my place based on who I thought would want to sleep with me. And my mom was like, you should go to Spain or a Spanish speaking country so you could use the Spanish you studied in high school. And I was like, okay, but I'm not sure they'd want to fuck me. So <laughs> what you don't know, mom, is that I'm choosing a place based on where I think someone would fuck me. And someone- so where did you go? Someone had said to me, I used to dye my hair different colors a lot. And someone had said like, Gilly, it's good you're not blonde right now because if you went to Italy, they would really eat you up. And I kid you not, I was blonde within the next 24 hours. And I was, <laughs> I slept with that man. I like finally just said, yeah, 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 come on. His name was Harrison and his head was too small for his body. <laughs> but he did the job. And I was in Italy within a month. <laughs> I love this for you. You are a woman with a plan. Did the Italians eat you up? They they really did, and and I I let them. I let them. Oh, <laughs> I love this. Did you fuck a lot in Italy? I fucked a lot. Yeah, in like oh, weird I places. Love this. Yeah, in shower what do you mean, weird stalls places? of Ooh. hostels. Oh, um, I hooked up with a man named Goon, which it's yes. not funny to laugh at people's names because <laughs> what is my name? My name's Gilly. That's silly. That doesn't mean anything. But Goon is a funny name. <laughs> Goon is a very funny name. <laughs> and he had a condition where he didn't have saliva. And it was very oh. difficult for him to communicate this to me uh, through the language barrier. But then when I kissed him, I oh. figured it out. Wait, Gilly, what the fuck? Dry what? as what? Uh, oh, the no. desert. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He had to keep sipping from a water bottle. And I remember thinking like, oh, he like snuck some vodka into this bar. Uh-huh. And then we kissed. He he took a sip of water and we kissed. And it was like nice for one second. And <gasps> then it was like the tides changed and the water receded. And it was like kissing sandpaper. It was no. so weird. And then he'd take another sip and it would be like what you expect for a uh-huh. second. And then I don't know where the water went. Like it just went away. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to ask a pretty personal question. Did he go down on you? He did not, but that would have been good. It actually might have oh. felt amazing if yes, I'm that's wet. What, that was my yes. reasoning. Yes, because if you're wet and like it's dry, he could use some of that moisture, and then it wouldn't be soup. It would, there would be a little bit of friction. Extra. So friction. I think it would be very good. Wow. Okay. If anyone out there wants to give it a test, with a little strip of sandpaper. <laughs> Any DIYers who've got a sexy little strip of sandpaper hanging out, uh, now's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slide into Gilly's DMs and be like, guess what? I have a dry mouth and a big old tongue to slap on you. I have a feeling I'll then be texting you, ow, 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 You texted me when you were in New York and you were like, I got a dick appointment and I was so excited and you completed it. Oh, wait, was this the first time? This was my first time since, yeah, the breakup. Yeah, like new. I love it. First new dick in a long, long time. It was a great dick. Oh, I love to hear that. The guy agreed when we exchanged. I had... My profile set to here for a short time, but a good time, Mm -hmm. five foot 11 inches. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And um, Wednesday night, I had a week in New York City. Kelly, that is like getting to fucking business. And I love you for it. Here for a short time, but a good time. Tall as fuck. Do what you will with that information. A hundred percent. And I, oh God, Nicole, this is really, because I haven't talked, I don't talk to people. And so like, Betsy knows, like I've talked to some people, but it's like, feels really good to get it out for people who are on my side. <laughs> um, so it was for, I was there for the premiere of the other two mm-hmm. and Helena, uh, York who plays one of the main characters. I told her that I was thinking about doing this, but it was like tripping me out a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, it had been a long time and COVID and I'm uh, traveling by myself and that I wasn't too scared or anything, but there's just sort of extra awareness you have to have. And she just fucking looked me dead in the eye and was like, do it. <laughs> I love it. I love a person who's like, yes, fucking pull the trigger, get that pussy slammed, get it. Yeah. She was like, and then text me when you do, do it. And I don't know her super well, but I love her so much. And it really was the like, I kind of, it takes a village for me. Like it it Mm -hmm. helps to talk things out and hear someone be on your side in that way. So I just felt that confidence. And the next day I was like, this is my one free night in New York. So as I'm like walking around Central Park, I am furiously texting <laughs> on <laughs> Tinder specifically. Just, you know, I think people can meet a boyfriend or girlfriend on Tinder, but mm-hmm. it's just, we all know that that's where you would go for a one night yes. only. And uh, I had a lot of conversations going and then I would have to be like, sometimes they'd be like, uh, not tonight, but tomorrow you're gone. Goodbye. Um, I would be like, did you see how tall I am? And they'd be like, whoa, I'm five, six. Uh, and I'd be like, I don't care to do you. And they'd be like, eh, you're gone. Um, <laughs> just like really trying to like enjoy my time in central park, but like get the guarantee. Mm-hmm. And this guy agreed to text me his vax card, the picture of it. Okay. He, she's thorough. He agreed to come to the Lori side where I was staying to find a mm-hmm. place that had a patio uh, and was checking for vaccine uh, cards at the door. Mm-hmm. And he very nicely did all of that. And that was it. He complete, he beat the big boss in the video game. And <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got to fuck. Oh, I <laughs> love this. This is a story of determination, mm-hmm. will, uh, just... I love it. I love it so much. And I love that he was down to be like, yes, I will do work as well. I will make this happen. Yeah. And that was more me just, um, how do you feel about safety when you're meeting a guy for the first time? Does that like cross your mind? You get worried? Um, it doesn't really cross my mind. Uh, other like, because I usually meet people in a very public location. Right. Um, I've usually told someone that I'm like, I think I'm going on a date tonight or tomorrow. Uh, so it's like somebody knows where I am. Um, and then I don't bring them back to my house unless I have met them a couple times. That's a good call. Yeah. All, yeah. Those are all fi- like basic. They don't like mm-hmm. ruin your time. Good things to do. I was just sort of weirded out. Like I'm definitely not going to his place mm-hmm. and I do have a hotel, which is awesome. But that is like me shutting the door on me and a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I just, I like wanted to get a little time, a little FaceTime to like help me get a little hornier for him. Yes. And that was a mistake. I should have maybe skipped that. Um, uh, he, he was like, he almost lost it, uh, in the chit chat phase. <laughs> and, uh, 
he I was making the bartender laugh, but not making him laugh at all. <laughs> not no, th- this guy was perfectly nice. We're just so different. And like he would say mm-hmm. things that I sh- think maybe were jokes, but I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like he would be like, well, mom and chicken. And we hadn't talked about chicken. So you'd be like, <laughs> he was difficult for me to understand in one night. Uh-huh. And, and he he works in tech. So maybe he's just like uh. a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't want to make assumptions about tech people, but like we we weren't like clicking, but mm-hmm. the bartender was laughing. So I was like, I know I'm doing a good job. And he went to the bathroom and the bartender came over with a drink for me. I hadn't uh-huh. ordered. And really, I- this has happened to me. Really? This has absolutely happened to me. What Although happened? I wasn't making, so we were at a table and I wasn't making the bartender laugh, but I went to go get another drink and he's like, how's your night? And I was like, I'm on a terrible date. And he went, ha ha, wait, what? Oh no. Aww. So then he brought me two drinks, like as I was talking to the person and like winked at me. And then the guy was like, oh, do you know the bartender? And I was like, yeah, we go way back. He's my good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we go way back. It's not like I went up there and clearly in frustration said that I'm here with a stranger. Oh, I love that. That's a lovely thing to do. Uh huh. Just tell people what's going on. Yeah. Well, the bartender was, uh, he handed me a drink and I just, I knew he knew what was going on because mm-hmm. we were literally doing like, how old are you? <laughs> like, this is clearly a first date of, with strangers. Uh-huh. When, when the guy was in the bathroom, I was like, it's a Tinder date. And he was like, oh, I know. So <laughs> if you're not having fun, I can tell him that you had an emergency and you needed to go. He like, what a saint. I know. And he was really hot and I should have tried to fuck him, but he mm. was at work. So I know mm. he was busy, but he, <laughs> uh, he just kind of gave me that out. And I just kind of felt like the world was rooting for me. So I had, I just like kept drinking. We drank a lot of drinks. Cause I just was mm-hmm. like, are we going to click? And then it just finally hit me like, that was never what this was for mm-hmm. clicking. And we, I brought him back to my hotel room and he, he, what, what it did for me all that extra time was make me really feel like he wasn't going to kill me. <laughs> and he was sh- quite a bit smaller than me, both in height and just sort of stature. Mm-hmm. So all of that together, I just was like, it's time. And it was really fun. Like first time sex oh, with God. anyone could be bad. It is fun. But it could be very, it could go truly, it's never just like, meh. It's usually like, this was great or yes. this was bad. Big this extremes. Bad. And and it's extra fun when it's halfway fun because you're like, can you believe mm-hmm. it? <laughs> like, look what we're getting away with. This is amazing. And it was definitely one of those. Like, yeah, really fun. I bled, which is always a weird thing. And and if a man is just like normal about it, they look mm-hmm. like, like men, you just seem like hunks and a half. If you can just be a normal human being about uh-huh. something that is biological and not just our fault at all. part of nature. And if you want, we can talk about how your dick's so big and made me bleed in my really? little pussy. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you're inactive for a long time, it happened. Um, mm-hmm. I left a really good tip for the hotel staff. That oh, that's very kind of you. Um, but he did try at one point the condom came off and he did try, he was drunk and he did go, Oh, you just want, you just want me to put it in so bad. You just want me to put it in raw so bad. And I was like, no, it fell. (laughs) Sex is so funny. That is really funny because he was like, in the moment, you want me to put it in so bad, Ron. You're like, absolutely not. 
that. <laughs> it was really wrong of him. Like, that's really not yes. okay. But it is yes. also funny. And like, thank God I had my wits about me. And yes. I'm also on birth control. And I'm guess who brought the condoms, Nicole? It wasn't you. Him. Did. Yeah. That is another phenomenon that men do not bring condoms to sexual, like even like I had a dick appointment. It was well, like I got a hotel room. This is right two weeks to the date after I got my vaccine. I made a dick appointment with somebody and they didn't bring condoms. And I was like, but you knew you. I told you we were getting a hotel room. We like there was no question as to what was going to be happening. And I every yeah, every time I've had sex this year, I have brought the condoms. I am so angry hearing that i like yes. really am attracted to men but i'm also really mad at them a lot of the yeah. time and it makes it hard to sleep with them but not so hard <laughs> it's but still doable but like uh-huh. how rude the whole like sort of unwritten contract is that we have to deal with everything leading up to it and getting uh-huh. birth control which is a huge commitment the only thing you sorry uh-huh. motherfuckers have to do. That's, all you have to do is fucking bring a condom. Bring but also, condom. I wonder if he was going to actually put it in you, raw, Because that's rude. You can't do that on a first encounter. It makes me think that that was his hope. Mm. And then if I had said something like, absolutely not, he would have been like, well, you want me to go get some? Ugh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I would have like sat nervously and awkwardly as he went to a bodega to get condoms and I probably would have talked myself out of the whole thing and just like mm. locked him out of the weird pod hotel that I was staying in. I once hooked up with a guy who came again to my hotel room. We were like hooking up and then I was like, do you have a condom? He's like, no. And I was like, okay, so are you going to go get one? And he's like, oh, I'd have to go to the store. And I was like, I guess that's what you're going to do. Uh, and then he left. He like truly seemed befuddled by it. And I was like, I don't. I have a lot of casual sex. I'm not just going to let. I'm, I'm not yeah. sleeping with random people with no condom. That's insane. This is for both of us. It's for yes. both of us. <laughs> like I, I'm befuddled. I'm totally, totally confused by this. It's so it's like really rude. Uh- <laughs> yes. And then when guys are like, but it feels so much better. I'm like, sure. But also, no. No, just like, like that's just not even a counter argument. We can't no. do that. Maybe down the line. Yeah. If I know you, we've both been tested. Absolutely. What a joy. What a treat. It does. It does feel better. But like, we're strangers. I don't need anything to feel better. I need it to feel just good. You should feel so lucky that mm-hmm. a gorgeous woman invited her to your hotel room. Like, this is the mm-hmm. fantasy Oh God. Yeah. I'm, I'm furious. I also continued to have sex with him. We just put the condom back on. <laughs> so as I'm like, I didn't really have time to think about how angry it made me until the next day, mm-hmm. which is for his benefit. But, um, he like left, which mm-hmm. is so great. Um, yeah, get out. What a, like, that's something I want to experience more. Yes. I am a nice person, but I'm not like a pushover. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like to make people feel good and, and being like kicked out. I was worried. Do, do you, are you good at just sort of like, and very bye. good. I'm very good at, <laughs> you know, it's getting really late and I'm really tired. So you should probably go. Or I go, if I'm at their place, I'm like, you know what? That was fun. Gotta go. <laughs> and sometimes I've had no sleepover. And I'm like, that was half hearted. Also, I don't want to. Bye bye. Oh, no, I'm 
rolling in my own covers and closing my eyes. Sleep <laughs> Oh, like you no, no, no. Oh, bye bye. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Get out. Yeah, it really helped too because I think I thought because I really did enjoy being in a relationship, uh, this this breakup, it was my second boyfriend ever, um, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Two is a lot. But I think two is a lot. Two is a lot. I've never even had one. Yeah, especially five years. That's a long damn time. But uh, I really liked it. it. It showed me the merits of having a boyfriend for the first time. I'm really mm-hmm. good on my own. I have a pretty close knit. My like mom, sisters, and dad all live nearby. I feel like love. I love my career so much. So being single is like fun to me. I, I, it's like an exciting opportunity. I, I really do see it in a positive light. But like building that friendship, relationship, like lover, the whole package, building that with one person. This was the first relationship where I was like, this is good. <laughs> I love that. And that gives me hope yeah. that when I finally get to build a relationship, I think I need to remember that it's like, it is a friendship as well. You have to like be friends with this person and like, like them fundamentally. And it's not just about sex. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that That's how I've always done it. And now pandemic dating is just so fucking insane. Cause like meeting everyone through UCB, mm-hmm. is that, was that like a big hookup? Uh, yeah, I hooked up with a lot of improvisers. Catalyst. Yeah, uh, no, not like stand-ups or anything, but yeah, it's just a lot of UCB New York, UCB LA people. You know, I have been trying to sleep with one specific stand-up for like eight years now. <laughs> I need you to text me who this I is. I will, I absolutely will. Nice person. I asked him out once, and he was like, "I don't think we would get along." And <gasps> like, it, it, he, I don't know how to say what he said as nicely as he did, mm-hmm. but he said it nice, like truly trying to do me a favor and it wasn't like him being like I'm terrible you wouldn't like he just was Mm -hmm. like I'm a pretty dark person that's just kind of where I am and you are I really think you're funny and cute I just think you're a little chipper and that Mm -hmm. maybe I'm gonna depress you and I just was like no (laughs) you're gonna love it Let's go I do on a love date. <laughs> that sometimes men will just tell you exactly what's on their mind and the truth. I tried to hook up with one improviser and he was like, I think you're funny and, and cute, but I'll, like, I think you just move too fast. And I think that's not good for me. And I don't, I don't want it. And wow. I was like, mm, but what if you did? <laughs> <laughs> he did the right thing. The thing that yeah. no one does of like, I'm telling you definitively the reason why. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to hurt you, but it's the truth. And I'm making you confront it. And we go, I don't want to confront it. <laughs> Hide it. Real quick. We have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because 
Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And we back. Okay, so Gilly... What what advice do you have for me as a woman who is braving the pandemic and dating? I feel totally unqualified to give you that advice. <laughs> I'm dating for the first time really in my life. Like before mm-hmm. before right the last like few months it was just drunken hookup uh and that I enjoyed. Like I've never mm-hmm. I've never like formally been like we're going out to meet. I guess I guess what I would say hmm. is don't let them get away with being terrible at conversation. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> like, think that's good advice. I don't know. I don't know. I just keep having moments where guys, like this has happened a few times where guys on uh, app dates, at this point I use Tinder and Hinge equally that I'm not always sure. There's been enough first dates that I, they're, mm-hmm. they're like equally productive to, for getting a first date they will halfway through be like, you're so easy to talk to. And I don't really have the guts to say like, you're not. (laughs) And this is gross, but like, is it yes anding that we do so well? Mm. Is it just sort of in general being talkative people? I don't know. I think it's a combination of both because I went on a first date where I was like, yikes, I got to just keep this convert. Like I was talking about my closet at one point and I was like, Paul oh boy, I'm just really, uh, really scraping the bottom of the barrel for yeah. this. <laughs> We're on fumes here. My I man. Mean, Put a little gas in the tank, tough. please. Yeah. Let's go to the fucking gas station and fill her the fuck up. Let's go. 
Well, Gilly, you are a joy to talk to. We have come to the end. Um, I asked most of my guests this. I think I've missed it maybe three times, but would you date me? I would date you so fucking hard, Nicole. I have answered this in my head every time I listen to one of uh, your brilliant episodes. You are beautiful. You are curious. You like to grow and try new things. Uh, you are so hot. And yeah, I would I would date you really hard if you were if I were lucky enough for you to date me. But I think I would try to push you um, into being thing in things that I wrote, and we would get a divorce because of that. <laughs> no i love it and let me be in all of your things thank you so much uh well gilly thank you so much for doing this i truly adore you i love you dearly you know that um i'm gonna text you more because i want to put the effort into seeing you more oh me too me too thank you nicole <laughs> i'll also text you the name of that stand-up because i'm not done yet please <laughs> I cannot wait to learn who this is. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll be like, yeah, that's not a match, but sure. <laughs> I feel like I know. I might know who it is. I'll let you guess. Yeah. Okay. But I won't do it on the pod. No. Okay. No. If you like this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can give it five stars. If you write me something nasty, I will, uh, I will read it. Okay, so, oh, wait, that's not, that's a bad one. They're okay. all bad. <laughs> well, this one is a lady talking about her, uh, well, this is, I don't know why she said this, but oh, I'll just read it. Why won't you date me is the best. I tee hee hee, it makes me smile. Also, don't sweat not finding love. I'm trying to get out of a toxic relationship of 17 years and nine months. This man won't leave my home. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which is like, oh, boy, I know that there's situations like that out there, but uh, pl uh, please uh, don't. And then, sh then they said... Uh, I just want you to know it could be so much worse. Just enjoy your life and be thankful you're not in an awful relationship with a narcissistic man with hearts and prayer hands. So that person who wrote this and you're listening, I hope you got out of it. Um, uh, I wish you luck and joy and yeah, be safe. Oh, be no. safe. Uh, if you need friends to help you get out of it, get out of it. Um, yeah, that got a little heavy. So here's a nasty message. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. My partner and I are a huge fan of yours and would be honored to host you in our bed for a night of filth, filthy passion. I'd strip off your clothes and lay you down on the bed and go down on that goddess pussy of yours like there's no tomorrow. My partner can suck on your succulent nipples, and if you're up for it, you can jerk off his uncircumcised pulsating cock. I know you like a good pounding, so once you've had enough, I can take out a huge strap on and fuck you till you uh, fuck you while you rub your sweet clit until you come harder than ever before. When you're satisfied, we'll have food delivered and eat naked in bed together till we pass out. So that's a nice one. That, that was one's, a good one. That one's like not nasty. That one's just like nice. A fun <laughs> night where you get a little bit of everything and you get to rub your own clit. <laughs> yes, I get to do just a little bit of the work on my own. <laughs> well, that's it. Bye-bye. Uh, that's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> <laughs> 
This has been a Team Coco production. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.